Well, good morning to you. It is Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. I, j- join me this week in my attempt to go an entire week without mentioning the bright orange guy in my news. I made it through yesterday. Let's see if I can make it through today. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you coming every day. So nice of you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. If you can, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. So, we're going to start with, uh, of course, Ukraine-Russia news. Uh, The head of the Russia's uh, Federal Security Service, Alexander uh, Bortnikov, uh, has accused Ukraine and the West of recruiting young Russians to stage armed attacks and sabotage. You know... The youth in Russia don't want to see Russia going the direction it's going. You, you can't stop them from doing what they want to do. You know? Uh, the youth here in the United States does the same thing. They're fighting against uh, crazy uh, white nationalism that has invaded the Republican Party. I, you can't stop it. Anyway... Uh, 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 Bortnikov uh, told a meeting in uh, Moscow of the National uh, Anti-Terrorism Committee in the conditions of Russia conducting the special military operation. Ukrainian special forces and their Western curators have launched an aggressive ideological indoctrination and recruitment of our citizens, especially the younger generation, to involve them in sabotage terrorists and extremist activities. Uh, I think they're just looking at the news that they can see online that older people are not very good at uh, looking for. I think they can see what's actually going on. And if you call that recruitment, viewing the truth and deciding what to do for yourself, eh, sure, you can call it that if you want, but it's not recruitment. They're just seeing the truth. Uh, A United Nations body says nearly 8,500 civilians have been killed in Russia's invasion of Ukraine, uh, with the actual figures likely much higher. Uh, The Office of the UN High Commissioner Commissioner for uh, Human Rights, the, uh, what is that, the uh, uh, um, OHCHR, right? Isn't that what it is? Uh, They said it had uh, recorded 8,490 people killed and 14,244 injured between the launch of the invasion on February 24th, 2022 and April 9th, 2023. So I just, just drawing a comparison, just want to toss something out there real quick. Are you more likely to die in Ukraine as a citizen and casualty of war or from a gunshot in the United States. In the last year that was completed, that we have completed data in 2020, 45,222 people died from gunshots in the U.S. That's five times more than died in Ukraine from the war. 
just so you know. I, granted, granted, uh, Ukraine's uh, uh, Ukraine's population before the war was uh, what is it 40, 42 million people, which is about uh, one one eighth of the uh, eight fourteen. No, no more. One tenth. No, one ninth. I don't know, something like that. Anyway, point is, you're more likely to die from a gunshot in the United States, but not taking into consideration uh, the population of the United States. Hungarian Foreign Minister Peter Sijarto has arrived in Moscow for talks on energy supply. Uh, Hungary is is stuck there uh, uh, between a lot of countries, and they do have a problem with oil getting oil. Uh, Sijarto wrote on his Facebook page, today in Moscow, we will discuss the most important issues of cooperation in order to ensure the security of the Hungarian energy supply. Uh, First, with Deputy uh, Prime Minister Alexander Novak, who deals with energy, and then with uh, Rosatom CEO Alexei Likachev. So there you have it, Hungary, still, still dealing with Russia. Uh, we, uh, the EU needs to step up uh, and supply Hungary with what they need so they don't have to get it from Russia. But the EU is uh, tightening their belt uh, uh, anyway, so they're going to have difficulty doing that. The Kremlin says there are no plans for a second military, military mobilization for the war in Ukraine. Uh, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov told reporters there is no second wave. But, of course, he would say that to stop men from fleeing the country. If you're in Russia, you should get the fuck out now. What's another indicator that you should get the fuck out of Russia? Russia will introduce electronic military draft papers for the first time in its history, making it harder for men to avoid being drafted. Uh, in, this, in this new way, as soon as, you're get, as soon as you get the email, you are considered drafted, even if you don't open it. <laughs> the state Duma backed the necessary legislation, but some lawmakers complained that the changes were rushed through without giving them enough time to scrutinize them. The move is part of a push by Moscow to perfect a system it, it, has, to, uh, it has used to bolster its military forces in Ukraine. Uh, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov told a news briefing, we need to perfect and modernize the military call-up system, in which he also recalled problems experienced last year with the mobilization campaign. I, you mean like problems like uh, guys escaping over the border and others, other guys literally breaking their legs to escape the war? I, in in, in uh, online search engines during the first conscription, how to break your leg was one of the top searches there. <laughs> or how to break a bone. <laughs> uh, Denmark's defense minister said he expects a decision on whether to donate fighter jets to Ukraine before the summer as deliveries of Polish and Slovak MiG-29s have begun. Acting defense minister uh, Trolls Lund Polsen said Denmark 
will not do it alone, adding that a decision was still achievable in the near future. Uh, we, uh, uh, he said, we need to get uh, this together with several countries. We will also have a dialogue with the Americans about this. Uh, Slovakia and Poland began uh, deliveries of MiG-29 fighter jets to Ukraine in late March and early April. The general staff of the Ukrainian Armed Forces says Russian uh, Russia's military has targeted nine regions in 24 hours, including Luhansk and Donetsk. Ukraine said in its daily military update, the enemy launched 39 airstrikes and seven missile strikes, four of which were from the S-300 air defense system against the peaceful city of Kramatorsk. They carried out 47 rounds from uh, multiple launch rocket systems, MLRS, on the uh, positions of our troops and the civilian infrastructure of populated areas. Uh, makes you wonder if, if that uh, Pentagon leak had some documents saying where these troops were. Uh, how many times have we said, Yevgeny Prigozhin may be looking for more, like, political stuff? Oh, we've actually never said it outright, but we have alluded to it. That Prigozhin wants a little more, that he could take over for Putin. It appears Prigozhin, the head of the Wagner Group, is likely looking to further his political aspirations, working to gain control of a political party in Russia. Uh, uh, he has been working with uh, he has been working with a just Russia for truth party, which is that's that's the translation. Uh, according to uh, Russian independent in investigative outlet Meduza, Prigozhin you know, the Russian oligarch formerly known as Putin chef has increasingly become a dissenting voice among the Kremlin's military and political elites. Uh, he's been calling them out left and right, you know, for the last couple of months. Uh, Putin's uh, chef is, an a is accurate since he started out as a restaurateur and a caterer for Russian political elite. He did, he, more than that, he did catering for, uh, uh, I believe he did uh, catering for uh, Bush when, uh, when uh, uh, I, I don't remember when it was. He was at a state party or something, uh, President Bush. Uh, his involvement in the war has given him some political capital, you know, uh, in, in, with the uh, Wagner Group. The party leader, Sergei uh, Mironov, has spoken on Prigozhin and the Wagner Group's behalf. Unnamed sources from the Kremlin and the government of St. Petersburg, uh, the country's second largest city, claimed to uh, Medusa, the news source, that Prigozhin was chasing a leadership position with the party, uh, within the Russian political party in St. Pe Petersburg, which, which is where Prigozhin got his start making money right after he got out of prison when he started his restaurant. Prigozhin, and also that's where the uh, trolls from Ogino reside, uh, which is a big center full of computers where people sit on computers and uh, sow problems in U.S. elections. You know, fake Twitter accounts and stuff like that. Uh, Prigozhin has criticized numerous government officials on their bureaucracy to gain political power, which he's doing. And which is funny. That's exactly what Republicans do. Right? They criticize the government so they can be seen as watchdogs and gain political power. Okay, there are two possible outcomes for Prigozhin. 
Prigozhin could take power after Putin's fall, or Prigozhin could have his own fall off a balcony. We shall see what we shall see. Uh, Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. We've been looking for that balcony for Prigozhin for quite some time now. (laughs) It's going to happen. I, I, I mean, the other option is, you know, I guess it's possible uh, that Putin could be overthrown since the war isn't going that well. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's more likely that uh, he will die or something. Anyway, in those leaked Pentagon documents, we found a, a, a hidden enemy. Well, more than one, actually. Apparently, there was a secret arms negotiation between Egypt and Russia where Egyptian President Abel of Abel Farah el-Sisi planned to provide the Kremlin with tens of thousands of rockets. The Washington Post obtained a series of classified files posted in February and March to the gaming platform of Discord. And I don't know why they keep calling it a gaming platform. It's not really a gaming platform, right? Discord is, is much like Reddit, I suppose. But I'm sure you can do gaming stuff too. Uh, One of the files detailed conversations between high-level Egyptian officials over the sale of weapons to Russia. In one document, Sisi instructs officials to keep the shipment and mass weapon production secret to avoid problems with the West. The top-secret document, dated February 17th, 17th, features discussions with Egyptian officials about how to supply their Russian counterparts with gunpowder and artillery from Egyptian factories. Egypt has been a longtime U.S. ally, ally, receiving over a billion dollars in military aid annually, while also deepening relations with Moscow under LCC's rule. I'm thinking they should stop giving aid to Egypt. Anyway, the revelation first reported by the Washington Post, could have a chilling effect on U.S.-Egypt relations and potentially lead to sanctions if Egypt did indeed covertly supply those weapons to Russia. Now, Egypt isn't the only one outed in these documents. Russian intelligence officers boasted that they had convinced the oil-rich United Arab Emirates, the UAE, to work together against U.S. and U.K. intelligence agencies. According to a purported American document posted online as part of the Pentagon breach, the Emirati uh, government yesterday, uh, 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 the uh, the Emirati government yesterday dismissed any accusations that the UAE had deepened ties with Russian intelligence as categorically false. Though I believe it's possible that Russia doctored and released documents uh, that, that to, uh, to sow discontent. It's also quite believable that the UAE actually did this. Uh, the best counter espionage and propaganda is dissemination that could be true. That's why it's believable. And the U.S. has had growing concerns that the UAE was allowing Russia and Russians to thwart sanctions imposed over the invasion of Ukraine. The document viewed by the uh, Associated Press includes an item citing research from March 9th with the title Russia slash UAE intelligence 
relationship deepening. Uh, U.S. officials declined to confirm the document's authenticity. Some of the documents may have been altered or used as part of a misinformation campaign, which is sort of the point. Uh, National Security Council uh, spokes, uh, spokesman John Kirby yesterday urged caution, saying, since we know at least in some cases that information was doctored, ref uh, uh, referring to the main uh, successor's agency of the Soviet-era KGB, the document seen by the AP says... In mid-January, FSB officials claimed UAE security service officials and Russia had agreed to work together against U.S. and U.K. intelligence agencies, according to newly acquired Signals Intelligence. Signals Intelligence refers to intercepted communications, whether telephone calls or electronic messages. It's not clear if there was any such agreement as described in the UAE-Russia UAE document or whether the alleged FSB claims were intentionally or unintentionally misleading. A U.S. Treasury official, Assistant Secretary Elizabeth Rosenberg, in March singled out the UAE as a country of focus. She said businesses there were helping Russia evade international sanctions to obtain more than $5 million in U.S. semiconductors and other export-controlled parts, including components with battlefield uses. This is a problem. U.S. intelligence officials in recent years have pointed to possible links between the UAE and the Wagner Group, active in Ukraine and several African countries. In 2020, the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency assessed that the United Arab Emirates may provide some financing for the group's operations. So there's a lot going on here. There could be problems with both the UAE and Egypt. Moving on. As we expected... Yesterday, the Nashville Metropolitan uh, Council voted to return Justin Jones to the state legislature in Tennessee after the black legislator was removed last week by Republicans for protesting gun violence on the House floor. Let's not dance around what happened. Those racist fucks in the state house want to remove those uppity blacks from office to make them less relevant. What happened was it was so egregious that instead of taking away their relevance, they gave them a national platform so their voices would be louder and stretch further. While all that was happening, those in the state house who voted to expel were seen as racist and out of touch with modern times and the people which will give their opponents ammunition to run against them, right? Jones and fellow Democrat Justin Pearson, both black, were expelled in votes that drew national attention to racial dynamics uh, in the state's top legislator, uh, legislative body. Uh, Gloria, Gloria Johnson, the only white legislator in the group of protesters who escaped being expelled by one convenient vote. Um, last week, 23 members of the 40-seat Metropolitan Council, a majority, said they would vote to send Jones back to the legislature. 
The council yesterday suspended the rules to allow an immediate vote on Jones' seat instead of holding a month-long nomination period. They were angry that the people of their district voted for him and the state house wanted to decide that the people's voice did not matter. Council member Zulfat Suara said shortly before yesterday's vote, he's a duly elected representative of his constituents. They voted for him. They voted him in. They chose him. They wanted him to speak for them. We cannot stop the voices of the masses or what the voters wanted. That would not be good for our democracy. What the state did is that. Kill democracy. The rally outside the chamber had a twist on a favorite chant. Right? You're familiar with the favorite chant. (laughs) Instead of no justice, no peace, it was no Justin, no peace. Linda Sarsour, one of the uh, organizers of yesterday's rally, said Representative Jones was elected by the people of his district and nowhere in America should the opposing party be able to expel members that they don't agree with. That is not democracy. That is authoritarianism. And she's absolutely right. Uh, The other Justin, Justin Pearson, his vote is tomorrow. The Shelby County Board of Commissioners will meet tomorrow to consider action to reappoint Pearson to his seat. And with all uh, the United States' eyes on the uh, Shelby County Board of Commissioners, I have no doubt what will happen. Uh, Now, ahead of the vote, attorneys for Justin Jones and ousted Representative Justin Pearson warned Republican legislatures not to further retaliate against them. The letter from six attorneys, including former U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder uh, to Tennessee House Speaker Cameron Sexton came after the Republicans in the chamber voted last Thursday to expel Jones and Pearson over their protest. The letter brings up that the uh, that the lawyers, that they heard that people in the state legislature, they, uh, uh, they heard, um, what, uh, uh, was it Jones who said this? Uh, who said, heard that people in the state legislature in Nashville are actually threatening our Shelby County commissioners to not reappoint me or they're going to take away funding that's in the government budget for projects that the mayor and others have asked for. They quoted Jones in the, in the letter. The GOP state lawmakers expelled Jones and Pearson, quote, not for any criminal or unethical act, but merely exercising their constitutional rights. In so acting, The House Republicans not only wrongfully stripped these representatives of their rights as duly elected legislators, but also disenfranchised the voters they were elected to represent. Their partisan expulsion was extraordinary, illegal, and without any historical or legal precedent. The House must now compound must not now compound its errors by further uh, uh, retributive actions. But now, Jones and Pearson will have to pay to run for office again in a special election. 
Could the state body be sued for all the election costs? Anyway, the letter declares, the world is watching Tennessee. Any partisan retributive, why am I having trouble with this word? Retributive action, such as the discriminatory treatment of elected officials or threats or actions to withhold funding for government programs would constitute further unconstitutional action that would require redress. We're talking lawsuits. Oh, man, I can't wait to see these lawsuits. Them's fighting words. I'll just say that. (laughs) What do I always say? I don't watch sports. There's bigger hits in politics. <laughs> um, I, and you know what? This is all about uh, fighting against the stranglehold Republicans have on gun control. That's what this is all about. As Jones was being put back in his seat, yet another mass shooting. This time at a bank, but it doesn't appear to be a bank robbery. Connor Sturgeon. A 25-year-old bank employee in Louisville, Kentucky, knew he was going to be fired and wrote a note to loved ones before heading to his job yesterday morning and opening fire, killing five people and injuring eight others. The gunman started his attack around 8.30 a.m. at the Old National Bank in downtown. He opened fire as some employees met for a morning meeting before the bank was open to the public. Rebecca Buckelt Sims. A manager at the bank told uh, uh, reporters she watched the meeting virtually and witnessed her co-workers being slain. Sturgeon had worked at the bank for more than a year, uh, according to his LinkedIn profile. He live-streamed the attack on Instagram, a video that has since been removed from the platform. The five victims, all ages uh, between the ages of 40 and 64, were identified as Joshua Barrick, Juliana Farmer, Tom, uh, Tommy Elliott, Deanna Eckert, and James Tut. Uh, he was shot dead, by the way. Uh, so moving on. Does Dominion, yep, does Dominion have a valid claim against Fox News? Uh, Fox Corporation and Fox News for their lies about his company, uh, their company. Uh, that would be a resounding yes, in my opinion. Uh, first, the Shasta, uh, uh, the Shasta County Board of Supervisors in rural Northern California, a very right-wing area, uh, they voted to cancel Dominion's contract, uh, uh, to cancel the county's contract with Dominion voting systems, citing public distrust of the company's machines. Now, I should say, I'm a paper ballot guy. I like there being extreme proof of how I voted, and I already don't trust electronic voting or tabulating, even though it's more accurate than hand tabulation. I still don't trust it. I I like to know that people have been looking at stuff. Uh, But, you know, the difference between uh, hand tabulation and uh, computer tabulation, even though though, uh, computer tabulation is more accurate, the difference is might be just less than 10 votes in in, uh, out of 80,000, right? So when I say it's more accurate, there's not much of a difference. Uh, the, 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 the difference is in the time. It takes days to hand ca- uh, tabulate. 
while it takes a, a, a few minutes to do it by computer, right? So there is a big difference there. In Shasta County, the supervisors agreed to shift to hand-counting ballots in future elections after receiving written assurances from one of the most uh, uh, one of the most vocal 2020 election deniers, Mike Lindell from My Pillow, that he would provide financial and legal resources to the county if it faced pushback over the move. A right winger deciding on what to do. Uh, the decision by a majority of supervisors in, the, in, in a very conservative county to end the Dominion contract years before the expiration date of the contract and over the objection of the county's top election official really, really illustrates how the attacks against the company continue to reverberate more than two years after the 2020 election. In the case, Dominion claims the network recklessly disregarded the truth by peddling conspiracy uh, conspiracies advanced by Trump and his allies about its voting system. Dominion has also sued Lindell and Trump-aligned attorneys Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani, along with two smaller right-wing networks, uh, Newsmax and One America News Network. Uh, each lawsuit offers detailed rebuttals of the conspiracy theories that have flourished in pockets of the country and conservative media circles ever since. Oh, man. I failed. I mentioned Trump today. <sighs> oh, ever since Trump and his allies began pushing claims that the 2020 presidential election was stolen. I, at, least, at least I got yesterday through without saying, saying the T word. <sighs> failed. Two days into the week, uh, officials with Dominion called Shasta's move yet another example of how lies about Dominion have damaged our company, but, de uh, but declined to further comment on the, uh, the county's action. Uh, Dominion has argued in the Fox lawsuit that canceled, con that, uh, canceled contracts like these and lost business opportunities going forward are why it deserves $1.6 in damages. If I was on the jury, I would probably say the same thing. Uh, uh, but we shall see soon. I believe the case starts, does it start uh, next month? I, I, I mean, it's been ongoing. But I believe the formal case, uh, um, or is it going, uh, I don't know what's going on right now. Maybe it's the Smartmatic. Uh, we shall see soon, but I, but I believe this case and the Smartmatic case are going to cost Fox uh, and Fox Corporation billions and billions of dollars. Remember, Dominion is one point six billion, right? Smart uh, Smartmatic, I think, is that two point four billion dollars? Something like that. It's huge. It's huge. Both of them are going. To uh, <laughs> they might even own Fox News. We'll see. Anyway, uh, that's it. I failed the second day of the week of getting through the week without mentioning the the uh, bright orange guy. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Tuesday, April eleventh, two thousand twenty-three. Tuesday, April eleventh, two thousand twenty-three. Man, do I appreciate you so much for coming every day. Thank you so much. 
Uh, bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. You can tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Maybe you want to send me a news story. Maybe you want to say hi. Maybe you want to sick your sick friends at me so I can argue with them. Whatever, it's cool. But remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles. Thank you.